Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Based in Santa Ana, California, BioAno Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles, and a 10-plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit BioAnoPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-D. WER.com or contact dealers nationwide. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. Chili Dog here. <laughs> What's up, Chili Dog? What's up? Not many people are going to get that reference because they weren't in the group chat. So <laughs> I might my share goal, that video later. My goal is to name myself after every funny moment of my day. <laughs> I like so it. whatever whatever makes me laugh the most on a Thursday or whatever day we record is going to be my nickname for that day. So that's a good, that's a good idea. I like it's going it. to change. <laughs> hey, by the way, that little uh, bio bioino ad that you did, man, I like it. it. Sounded good. Not too bad, considering yeah. that was only my second take. So yeah, yeah the piano keys sound like a uh, um, Coldplay song. <laughs> did it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I even think of like, that. Yeah, it's all. Good. I was just listening how obnoxious I sound. So it was way better than mine. So it's all good. <laughs> Well, cool. We got a cool episode today. We're going to talk about uh, all of our favorite. Well, we're going to we're going to take two of our best um, products that we've ever used. That's related to kayak fishing. So we got Dudu in here, and we got Brad Hurlboss in here. What's up, guys? What's up? What's, What's going up? on? Did I, I say know, your man, last but... name right? <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> So what's up? It's a Tuesday Got night it. in Wisconsin. It's above freezing for like 36 hours straight now. So we're making progress towards open water. Heck yeah. yeah. It got up to 47 here, 48 maybe. Yeah, it was awesome it was nice. outside today. For how yeah, cold it's been, it felt like it was summertime. Yeah, it was upper 70s here today. Finally thawing out after our um, freaking ice age we had last week. <laughs> 
that's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> I like I talked to you before we we started this. Uh, Matthew Scotch was posting videos of like frozen rivers and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm like yeah, did not was... know that happened anywhere down in the south. That's crazy. Maybe every hundred years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dang crazy. But man, what I want to know is. Uh... Who's going to do my intro, man? I got to step my game up on chasing the tide because y'all, I was like, man, I got some ideas now going through my head. I need to get some, you out. Do you get, are you using any of the punk music you listen to? Oh, yeah, I will. Did you, what are you, what's your music now? Oh, it's my friend's band, the Bastard Sons. Okay, that's what I, I like. That song, we, we go for broke. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good song. Um, they're a pretty good band. They they were based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and they did a bunch of road shows. They traveled all over, <laughs> all over the country. Yeah, it's pretty good times when they come through. My buddy Brad, Brad was in a band. Maybe Brad mm-hmm. needs to get some of his old cronies together to make <laughs> us an intro song. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, those days are long gone. <laughs> you yeah, should upload you, the video of you playing drums. We'll play it on one of our episodes. <laughs> I, well, I, I got like – Heck, man! If you go to my Facebook page and go under videos, I have like ten videos of me playing the drums and crap. Just it's like from ten years ago though, so I suck. Are you any better now? No, hasn't played since those ten years. He sucks. I haven't played in two years, so it's whatever. Do you still have your drums? Nope. I, I, I'm pretty much. I pretty. I'm pretty sure I sold them to get more fishing gear. <laughs> I, I imagine. Yeah, I had my I had my heyday uh, fronting a couple punk bands back in the day, but uh, I could sure get on a stage and rock the karaoke from the Humpty Dance to Jesse's Girl. You name it, I'm, dude, I'm all I, over. I can dude. picture that. I can picture that right now. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not afraid to take a microphone, even if it's like a cover band. I'm known to get a hey, let me sing a song. With you. Come on. Man. <laughs> Yeah. More than more than a few times I've jumped up there, Violent Films, The Cure, whatever, Humpty Dance, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, whatever. Come on. <laughs> oh, we used, to, we used to sing "Bust a Move" by Young MC. Oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> that's a good one for sure. I, I was at work singing uh, "Fight the Power" today. I was just walking oh, yeah. around going, "Fight the Power." <laughs> Sweet. Oh, cool, man. Let's get into the freaking get meat of this episode, let's guys. Go, let's go. So, all right. Who wants to start? Josh, you want to start? Sure. Um, I want to hear about your best product, kayak fishing related, that you have ever bought. I'm going to say fishing related. I'm going to do one kind of kayak related and one fishing related. Cool. So my um, top fishing related was a pair of Sims weight, uh, wet wading boots. Um, they're called, I think the intruders and it's, um, I got tired of trashing my shoes mm-hmm. and also with rocks, rocks and sand in my boots or shoes or whatever. And I had a pair of nice Sims like G threes, um, that I wore with my uh, waders, but in the summertime, man, this thing's or it's too much, man. It's, I get too hot in it. So I like to wear just some shorts or whatever, mm. but I kept going through tennis shoes and just trashing them. And it was just pointless. Like I just hated having sand and rocks in my shoes. So I bought these, uh, Sims, uh, wet wading boots. They don't even, they don't really make them. They make a different version of them now, but 
Um, they're a little bit more heavier, but these things were super light, man. It was kind of like a, a partial, like hard outer shell. And then the inside where you slip your foot into was a neoprene booty. And, um, those things were awesome, man. Kept the rocks out. Um, I, I did make one mistake when I bought them and it was because I wanted the black ones instead of the real light gray ones that almost look white. Uh, the black ones had a felt sole on them. Um, not a complete felt sole, but the center of it was, and those things are slicker and snot dude, when they mm -hmm. get mud on them. So I've kind of busted my ass a few times wearing them if I'm not being careful or kind of cleaning them off. But, um, the, the other, the light ones were like, like, <clears throat> like a full lug style, like hiking boot style. But dude, those things, I, I wear those things kayaking a lot too. I wear them all the time because they're, um, they're fairly comfortable and I just, there's something about being in the river. I kind of have a weird fear, especially where we live, Brad, with like stepping on a needle or some shit like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. So, um, like, it's just some of the places that we go, especially the closer we get downtown or whatever. It's just, I've, I've walked the banks. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of garbage, a lot of trash sometimes, especially in the springtime when, everything floods out real hardcore and it just, it gets caught on the banks and along the shoreline. So yep. um, it's one thing I, I kind of got into is trying to wear like a pretty heavy duty pair of boots while I'm out there. So that's probably my uh, top fishing one. Um, as far as like, you know, like it's, it was just, it kind of just made me more comfortable. So yeah, um, gave me ankle support too. I've sprained my ankle several times, kind of bad, and a couple times it involved fishing where I stepped in, like um, like a an area. It's got kind of like a lot of brush that's been pushed on shore where it flooded out, and then we get it where it fills up, and it looks like it's solid, and you get to step on a, like a log or something. Your foot goes through it, and so those things have helped a lot kind of mm -hmm. combat that because I, I sprained my ankle one time so bad I was like I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to hike out of here so uh that was wearing a pair of tennis shoes so definitely like those sims intruder boots but they don't unfortunately make them anymore yeah the I'm gonna go back because you said something about the felt weight uh felt waders right uh the felt boots yeah felt boots I used to have waders like that and they had felt on the bottom and they were slick those things are not safe especially when you're in a river yeah. Uh, the other thing is uh, a lot of people talk about felt being bad because of aquatic hitchhikers yep. and going from different bodies of water. So that's, yeah. Another. And you can kind of tell too, it's not the greatest thing. <laughs> Even if you wash, it kind of still stays dirty unless you're yeah. like busting out like a, some sort of like nylon brush and br like, you know, scrubbing it. But I don't, you know, it's um, the lugs definitely clean easier, but I, I mean, I don't know where the felt idea really comes from. I, I guess if it's on like the right type of rocks or whatever, like I could see it working, but around here we just have such a mixture that I, I don't see a benefit for it. Cause you just get a little bit of mud on those things and they're, they're awful. So. Mm, yep. Super slick. I agree with that. I mean, I even, my G threes came with, you know, the spikes you screw into the lugs and I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't trust it, dude. I can just <laughs> see myself like catching this rock and just sliding right down it. So, you still wear those boots too, don't you? Yeah, yep. With I your dry suit too. Yeah, with my dry suit, I'd I'll wear my Sims G3s. 
Yeah. <laughs> Y'all talking about dry suits and stuff. I'm over here sweating already. <laughs> I didn't see you guys are freezing to death just a week ago. So yeah. Brad probably knows, man. That's dry suit Ooh. weather up here. Oh, I've got a dry suit. I mean, especially for when I'm on Lake Michigan fishing for salmon. I mean, you start yeah. trolling big bodies of water like that, safety equipment changes drastically. <laughs> the dry suits, marine radios, flares, whistles, Coast Guard requirements. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. We, we don't have big water like that, or, or at least around where me and Josh are, but st still important to wear it, especially on a river. Hey, Brad, did you see a time-lapse video, the big, huge chunk of ice that broke off in Lake Michigan and started floating out? No. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I just saw it on Facebook before we started. It's kind of cool looking. It just you see this giant crack form, man, and it's huge. Like that's just crazy. Floats on out. It's kind of crazy because you can see it start to move in a sense with um the way the sun's setting or the sun's mm -hmm. moving. You can see like the uh sky not the skyline, but the shadow from like the city buildings are like moving, and as they're moving is when that ice starts busting out. It's kind of weird. Hmm. I'm going to have to check it out or tag me in it or something. So let's go up, uh, up to Brad, man. What's your, uh, what's one of your products that you like? I'm a shallow water fisherman. I mean, you'll catch me most years. I mean, I'm throwing a frog. I'm skipping docks. I'm a shallow water guy. So for me, micro power pole, hands down. Yeah. Micro. I mean, for the shallow water, I mean, from everything from even like after you catch a fish, like on a river, floating down a river, catch that fish, drop the pole. Then you can like get your measuring board out and you can measure it. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not watching on YouTube, Brian just jumped in here and he's distracting Brad. I'm half surprised he isn't half naked posing with dead fish. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Going viral. That you gotta do what you got to do to get some likes around here, right? Mm -hmm. what, is there medication for the kind of viral you're going? Uh, <laughs> good <Sure>. grief! <laughs> but yeah, that that power pole is cool. I've never actually used one, but I've seen them in person, and oh man, I'd love to have one on the river. I know a guy that's got one. I mean, I fished with him quite often. I don't think he ever even mounted it on his kayak yet. I mean, I think it just lays in his garage and he doesn't even use it. You probably could pick it up off the big worm. Sold it. <laughs> yeah, he sold it. He sold it to my buddy Chris. I brought it back. <laughs> you you didn't like the power pole? Yeah. Uh I went a different route. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Which route? Uh, route 66. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that come like right out of that state of yours? Yeah. Yeah. It goes all the way to California. Yeah. Interesting. Right to the coast. All uh, right, Doo -Doo. I, uh, Go ahead. I was going to jump over to Dudu because yeah. he still got, he got one to share. Oh, okay. So let's hear what you got. Oh, um, 
You know what helped me a lot was uh, you know, I'm I'm stiff, you know. Y'all get a talk about old old ass dude all them skateboarding injuries over the years. <laughs> you know, and it was like tough getting in my crates and all that. So, you know, I I, I got the yak gadget, I got the low pro XD crate. But the big the big kicker for me was adding those uh the the upgrade risers, the the feet. The riser upgrade, it's, yeah. it, it comes in like a two and a half inch or a 4.75 inch mm-hmm. uh, risers. And it just lifts that crate up and it just, and then the way that crate sits, it's it's like your boxes are angled. It's much easier to get into than like going and going inside of a, you know, a crate or a black pack like, or whatever. It's like you're going you blind too. You're like, yeah, hope that's the right blind. box. Yeah. Nope, and that's I, run, not I run mine without the cover <laughs> on it. So, and then, I mean, I got water bottles in there i got some dude wipes back there for when i gotta go take take my namesake and you know um it just made it much easier to organize my stuff and i just you know i set my no matter if i'm on the inshore or fishing bass tournament freshwater i got a way i set my boxes up and it's just i can just reach back there and grab them you know not having to really turn around a whole lot you know yeah, um, we just made turn- organizing stuff a lot more in a way that with them risers, it sits it up to where it's just right behind me. You know, it just works perfect. So that you don't, to, that. you don't have to turn around and like kneel on your seat to get in your box. No, that's that's what no. I hate doing. If I if I do at times, I'll just turn and kind of side straddle and just lay my legs over the side and kind of just kind of work it. If yeah. I have to stop and do it like that, but but most of the time I just reach back there and get it. You know, it's just yeah. right there. It's just it's kind of a it helped me out a lot because used to to have to get in and open a lid on the top of a crate. You'd have to, I'd yeah. have to turn turn around and dig in there. Um, what size it, did you get? I got the XD. No, what size of risers? Oh, the four seven fives. Okay. Yes, I like the four seven fives. Yep. Those some it, of those uh, those those risers are like necessary for some of the kayaks out there nowadays. Yes. Like yes. Like the Bonafide and the new canoes. Uh, I don't know about Jackson, but. Yeah, it, it on some of the other ones with the with the deeper tank wells, it helps get the rod rod tubes from the rod holders up over the the gunnels. Yeah, so it does help too. But uh, you know, it just it just helps elevate it and get it. I mean, it just works perfect. Where I can just reach behind me and grab everything. Just made it easier. Yeah, I thought that was pretty nice. cool to have those. Yep. I ended up just to clear on the big rig doo All I did was tilt those side yeah. rod tubes and re you know put new holes in it and re you know reposition it at an angle so um <clears throat> but dude that as soon as i did that dude i was totally totally like ecstatic to find a box that fit a yeah. jackson rear you know tank well because like that was something i struggled with with my black pack before was having to turn it sideways in hd and it was still sitting yeah. on on the rod tubes I couldn't have like rod tubes on both sides. It wouldn't fit either, you know, any way I did it. Mm-hmm. So when uh, that XD crate came out, I was like, oh, let me see if this works. And it fit perfect, man. Even when I was with Brian. Yeah, Brian, I, I remember when I brought brought my black pack and Brian put me in it. Dude, I had to set those rod tubes on the actual um, the tie down screws, you know, for the bungee. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had to like position like to have it holding the rod tubes. And even at that, it didn't really fit very well. So, hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I put risers on mine. I didn't get them from Yak Edget. I had some uh, starboard just chilling in the garage, so I just made my own. And it, it, it's cool. It makes a huge difference, man. Like yep. 
like you said, some of the model boats out there, um, you know, that's an issue because of that tank well. And I had that issue in the new canoe pursuit and I put, you know, two on and um, just kind of spaced them kind of close to those gunnel walls. And I mean, you, it, you gain so much room yeah. in that back of the boat. Um, and not only that, but it brings your tackle and, and stuff yeah. up higher towards you. So like, you know, Dudu said for the older guys, you're starting to lose your eyesight, you know, <laughs> it's yep. easier to see what you're grabbing, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, the risers are huge, huge addition to that for some of the model boats out there. Yeah. And you know, if you think about it too, a good idea, and it kind of makes the box dry out better if it rains or whatever, is to drill some holes in yes. the flooring of that. And then you have those risers and it's not sitting down and, you know, down in the water if it rains hard on you or something like that. So mm-hmm. that it, also having that little extra, like I found having that little extra space underneath the crate, I, I slide stuff under there. Yeah. Well. yeah. You slide stuff over there, especially when you're grabbing it and loading it up and you want to just slide stuff under the crate. Cause mine mm-hmm. stays, stays in the back of mine while I'm transporting it. Just so I have to break all kinds of stuff down and everything. So it's got Same a little here. bungee goes across the boxes and, and uh, slide stuff under there like your measuring board and some other stuff and just yep. keeps it from blowing out. Yep. That's exactly what I do. Yes, sir. It, it, I, I could see it being perfect for a boat like the Frontier or something that's wide open from front to back or something like that, where you mm-hmm. can you can actually slide rods under oh, yeah. the crate and tie them down into your boat yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it works great on the U-Pick. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it works uh, good on there. It works real good on there. Man, I always wanted one of those. They're cool. I dig, boats, man. I, I, dig, I dig my. I dig them. They, they paddle pretty quick too. I like. They that. paddle pretty well too. Yeah. yeah, I've done some some eight nine mile days in the marsh in that. Yeah, paddle, paddle only. Pretty good. Pretty good boat. So Brian, you're a big worm. What's your <laughs> uh, one of your favorite fishing slash kayak uh, products ever? Mm. For to to help me as an angler, whatever man, paddle and fin podcast. <laughs> it helped me be successful on the water any day. I learned so much from all of you. That's the best subtle break I've ever heard. I think, dude, come on, man. I think that's get, a lie. I'm trying to get a plug in here for you all. <laughs> come on. I was being serious. I mean that. That came from the heart, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody believes you. Don't believe me. Don't believe me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, kayak fishing product. I mean, I got into Douglas rods last year, and that's helped me tremendously. Um, you know, not to plug them or anything, but um, – rod sensitivity like higher end rods in general mm-hmm. um it's it's always been an eye opener you know you always look at a rod and you're like 300 bucks like yeah no thanks like i'll go mm-hmm. buy you know a hundred dollar combo or something but when you actually spend time working some of those more expensive rod and reel um setups man it it makes a world of difference and um i connect with way more fish mm-hmm. for sure so you know, um, I think just a higher end rod that you can really, you know, we all fish different rods, right? And, um, you know, I think just being able to feel that bite, feel the bottom, 
um, feel the way your baits work and things like that. It's just helped me be more successful on land and fish mm -hmm. um, for sure with a, with just a higher end rod. And that's not to knock like lower end rods. I mean, they work. I've caught plenty of fish on lower end rods, but my hookup ratio and my, my bite ratio is, has become a lot better um, with, with a, you know, nicer rod in my hand. Right. I agree, man. Like I, I recently switched over some nicer rods too. And the sensitivity kind of blew my mind because I was always at that $100 price point and they were never like super sensitive. I, I, I fished the bottom a lot in the river. Sure. So when I'm throwing those hundred dollar rods, I can feel, I can feel the rocks. But when yeah. you're, when you're throwing like the $300 rod, it's like, holy crap, you can feel, you can feel the pebbles. Pebble. Yep. Yeah. It, it blew my mind. I'm, I'll probably, I'm ruined forever, forever. I'm, I guess, but <laughs> my, my, my wife's going to hate me in a couple years when I'm buying $500 rods or something stupid. I mean, she it hates you already. Yeah. She, probably, she probably does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just makes a world of difference, man. Like it, it it's really an eye opener. And, you know, I kind of learned that back in my fly fishing days, like, you know, casting a cheap hundred dollar rod compared to like an $800 rod in the fly fishing world. That is such a huge difference. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I, I had always caught fish on just cheap combos. Like I still got a, I think like a $60 rod and reel combo quantum combo that I bought at like Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop. And I'll still use that rod to this day for um, just Texas weightless Senkos, you know, yeah. um, and it works. And, you know, I know what to feel for on that rod, but um, it it's just a world of difference, man. And I would recommend to anybody out there that's actually like, you know, on the fence about picking one up, like, Talk to somebody that's close to you that has one and use it for a full day. Yeah. Holding it in your hand in the shop is not going to make you understand what, what we're talking about. You know, you got to actually put it through the paces and, and um, get a real feel for it to understand. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. You know? Yeah, definitely. Well, there's a different balance to it. Um, yeah. You're going to have less fatigue in yep. your wrist and hands arm um it's just there's so many more things to think about you know the the the, the weight of that rod and the balance of it is totally different there's they're more precise and mm -hmm. definitely uh definitely helps out you know but back in, man back in the day dude i'm gonna tell you that pistol grip lightning rod was the <laughs> <laughs> back in the 80s man i'm telling you that them things used to be the jam back in the day i don't know yeah. I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. They're, still, they're still around, right? I guess. Yeah. What? Berkeley Lightning? Lightning Rod. Yeah. I've got one sitting right next to me on my left right now. There you go. Yeah. yeah I, I used to have one. one too. Yep. Mm -hmm. they're, they're like 40 bucks too now. It used Something to be, like I think they were more expensive back in the day. I think they were, I can't remember. That's a long time ago trying to think back to when I was in <laughs> high school and stuff. Well, this one's got to be at least 20 years old because it was my dad's. Yeah. Oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, man. And yeah. Brad, what about you? I'm going to go with the Bending Branches Angler Pro Paddle, man. I've said, I've said it on the shows before, but you let me use it all day that one trip. And again, something else that just ruined me. 
because I had to spend more money. <laughs> Get, <laughs> sat, gave it to me, sat in my hands. I, I used it all day long, man. And that thing, I, I was blown away how, how much lighter three ounces is, four ounces is compared to the Angler Classic I was using. Um, yeah, I, I had the same deal. I mean, from the classic to the pro, and it's just like, yeah, day, man, it's just crazy. Four ounce difference, and it's just like, I can't believe how much lighter this feels. But paddling upstream is what I found to be uh, much easier yeah. with the lighter paddle. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised this cut cut like butter. Yeah. I'm like, man, yeah, this is nice. Save my shoulders and everything. Yeah, I remember that day because it was me, you, and Justin that went out and we were talking and I was like, you guys, if you ever get the money to go out and buy a nice paddle, I recommend it. And you guys are like, how much? And I told you what the price were and you're like, oh, no, no way, dude. I'll never spend that money. And I'm like, it's what I said too. And, you know, I got mine for a discount. Like, I think I had like $100 off or something from the local outfitters place had one of those like rewards programs. And so I had like a hundred dollars that I could spend on whatever I wanted on the store. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get that. And I think they might've had it on sale. I'm not sure. It wasn't like marked down like a lot, but I think it was like the, their one of their, the year before leftovers. So they were getting ready to get a new shipment in. And I was like, all right, cool. So I spent the money on it. Dude, I was blown away too. I was like, this is just night and day difference. I mean, I was using a 240 um scout bending branches scout and that thing weighed more than the 260 angler pro and and then on top of that you know having that added extension you know made made me more efficient as a paddler but Mm -hmm. just the sheer weight but i just remember it was hilarious because him and brad and justin looked at me like i was insane like like (laughs) oh no i'll never do that i'll never spend that much i'm like here try it out and tell me though if you you can't say it's not worth the money so Right, you know, even even Justin now he has a Warner paddle and that thing is pretty freaking sweet too. Yeah, the I mean, Shuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won Warner. that, didn't he? Yeah, I think. Did he win that through the pod? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that's a cool paddle too. But I'm yeah. a fan of my Warner. I mean, a high quality paddle makes a difference. I mean, when you're oh, talking yes. ounces over a thousand paddle strokes in a tournament day, I mean, yeah, ounces, one ounce, two ounce, it all adds up. Yep. Yeah. And then you got Dudu over there, like, what's a paddle? I got my torpedo. <laughs> no, nah, paddle. Come on. I know. I'm just messing. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. No, I got, yeah. I went to the Angler Pro and just was like blown away myself. And you think those little, those blades, you think, uh, you know, they're so thin and light. It's like, man, I'm going to beat them things up. Dude, I bang it on oysters all the time, reef, mm-hmm. rock. And it just, man, it just, they take a beat and they keep on. Yeah, they do take a beating. I mean, you, you, you can wear down that, that film that they're using as far as the coloring, mm-hmm. you know, to get the design. But I mean, I went down through like a, a tunnel that I was kind of crossing from one little canal to another and not realizing it. And I was paddling real fast with one of the kids and I didn't realize how narrow it was. And my paddle got, I got stuck in the tunnel because the, <laughs> the edges of the, the, <laughs> The paddle scraped, dude. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's like, here goes my $300 kayak paddle, you know, and I'm expecting it to be like broken half or whatever. And it didn't do anything. I mean, even it even didn't even really sand it down real bad. Like I was expecting to see like 
a really good flat spot and it really kind of didn't do that. I mean, I could see where it kind of scratched it up some, but I'm picturing yeah. like a wily coyote moment. My eye just, <laughs> hey, it's what, this is, what, this is exactly what it was. It's what happens when your five-year-old's like, daddy, go fast. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> and then we, he goes, all right, let's coast through the tunnel. And I'm like, cool. And I just set it down in my lap. Didn't even think about it. Just like <laughs> right into the gut. <laughs> Why did we stop, Daddy? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I've beaten the crap out of mine, I, and it just has scratches. That's it. There's no gouges out of it or anything, you know. I mean, I think that if I go to get another paddle again, though, I think I'd go with like having an angler ace in yeah. the river because I felt like really bad beating the finish off the angler pro basically <laughs> yeah. you know like it's mine's real dull looking now it's kind of sad like yeah. it's actually somebody else owns it because they stole bit it from st clair yeah <laughs> it's just like it's just like patina on an old shotgun it just it just gives yes. it character i was gonna say that gives it character man exactly. well i don't have it anymore somebody else owns it so <laughs> <sighs> need to get you another one yeah <laughs> all right um should we go another round we got yeah we got yeah, let's go another round let's another do it round there. who wants Josh. to start this one i gotta think of something because you took mine let's go up to doo-doo i think he's ready oh yeah i'm ready <laughs> no um yeah you brought it up earlier saying i don't paddle i got the torpedo uh, <laughs> yeah that's definitely been a a great tool in my arsenal was to have that that motor, especially to uh, cover water, um, you know, scout new areas and stuff, um, tournaments for tournaments mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and then and then just uh, extended my range really mm -hmm. a lot. It, it's a it's a big plus to have that motor to to push out and maybe go fish areas I might not been able to access without that. So you know, there's days I'll you know I can do. 12, 15 miles sometimes away from where I launch, you know, in some of these, these base systems. And it, it might not be a straight line, you know, 12, yeah. you know, six, seven miles, but I'm jumping and zigzagging all points across these, these base systems and stuff. And it's just, uh, it's been key in, in, in finding the right fish, you know, for some of these tournaments and stuff. And then mm -hmm. same thing on the bass side of things, you know, you make that long run and, you know, you might not be able to access, some launch points close enough so you can just you, you get that in, in increased range, you know, and, and it, you know, you got a, it's got a GPS, you know, it's got real time range data, speed and uh battery life, you know, especially with that, the, the, the 403 AC with the 915 uh, watt hour battery, you get that little, little, little increased range with that. But yeah, it's been a great tool, man. It's definitely has for sure. Yeah, I bet that thing. It's been a big plus. Yeah, I think, I bet it's like, so important especially with like your huge like marsh areas like that man i just couldn't imagine not having one out there knives machetes saws and shears multi-tools shovels swords axes spears hatchets and tomahawks if it cuts snips slices or chops midway usa has it find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, 
check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, the only thing you have to watch is if you, like, say you're fishing a, a redfish tournament and then they have a live weigh-in. It's you can't Santa California. really drag the uh, – Where'd that come from? Yeah, what was that? We we already played that. Oh yeah, you um you can't really drag your redfish, you know, because you'll you'll drown them. You'll you'll push all the water through them if they're on a stringer. So the key yeah. thing is to is to build a a on the kayak um, live well, which then you can haul butt back to the to the launch and get your fish ready to go and take them to go way in. Yeah. You know, so you just got to take your time coming back, but but you know. Um, but but it's definitely great for scouting. That's that's, that's a big plus, you know. Yeah. Then you can kind of fish your way back to the launch if you had to ease back with the fish on the on a stringer if you had to. So, I do yeah, got a good. do got a question about that though, because a lot of people use a torpedo for different things. Somebody will use it for distance and other stuff. Other people position. How do you use it? Like when you get to your spot, do you use it to position yourself, or do you just pull out the paddle? No, I usually pull out the paddle and stand up. And start, you know, push pulling around with my paddle and and looking for active fish in the grass or tailing or kind of see them cruising the flats or something, uh, or or I just stay stay down and just if it's an area that I just want to target and, and you know kind of blind cast, I'll I'll just fan cast out in the area and just kind of move around mm-hmm. with my paddle and use it kind of go, kind of use it to go from point A to point B. You see, I, I posted some videos chasing some redfish and I actually, you know rip one out of a school and then uh, the school keeps moving and pushing bait down the shoreline. And then I haul butt with a torpedo, catch back up to them and throw in there and get another one right out the same school, you know, like three or four fish out of the same school sometimes. And that, that's really cool when you can do that. So that's a big plus. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that was crazy. My buddy has the 1103 now and he still has his 403 and he's like, dude, come check out the size difference and the weight difference. That 1103 is big, man. Yeah. It's quiet. I heard it's yes. super crazy quiet, yeah. but it is definitely a heavy motor compared to what the 403 was. How much does yeah. it weigh? There's like a there's like a nine pound weight difference in the, on the motor oh, wow. itself. Yeah. yeah, I haven't it's, seen one of those yet in person. They're giant. Yeah, they don't have a reduction gear, so reduction gears in them, so they're 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 quiet, really quiet. And they will pick up and go side by side with my 403 on the big rig. And Dwayne Taft has his 1103 uh, down when we went and fished the Kissimmee uh, trail down there. I mean, he just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yep, that's yep. cool. But its overall speed isn't really necessarily that much faster. It's kind of the more torque, like the bottom end, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that both. Overall Both. speed, yeah. He is he it? gets over six, and I I get like five one. Oh, okay. He was getting like a six three or six four. Hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah. Cool man. But you burn that battery up pretty quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still got good range, but you, you definitely. Brian, we should get fish. you should get us all eleven o threes, and we should do kayak drag wars. <laughs> Why should I get you all 1103s? I'm not hooked up with torpedo. You're talking to the wrong guy. You got to talk to the doo doo. <laughs> I'm gonna text. I'm gonna shoot Jeff Little a message tonight. Be like, we've got a great idea for paddle and fin. We're calling it kayak drag wars, and we need 12 or 13 1103s, bro. Oh wow! <laughs> Cover your ears, Jeff Little. Cover your ears. <laughs> 
It'd be like, they're already in the mail, bro. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Kayak drag wars. We'll set it up like street outlaws. We'll be total hillbillies. <laughs> Play, we'll be right. Right. throwing money around. Like, race race you're for pink slips. Me, you're going to yeah. see three quarters of my deck and my kayak cut out for weight reduction. No seat. Yeah. No seat. <laughs> yeah. It's just a stadium butt cushion, so you can get as low as possible to get not, aerodynamic. Not even that. I'm gonna do it like how they do the Thailand like mud boats. I'm gonna be laying down like just. Oh going. yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that. I'll be laying on my hole. <laughs> That's funny. Sounds dangerous. Hey, my, my, my tournament partner, he put he put one on the the Kraken fifteen five and was getting like six one or six two. I saw that with, man with the four hundred three, and that thing's moving, and that, that like. Jeff was like, man, that, that gets me all warm fuzzies and seeing that long, efficient boat getting that 403 on it moving, you know? Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that, uh, the Kilroy HD is supposed to be one of the faster ones, too, he said. Yeah, it moves Have you ever seen that video yeah. where he's trying to cram to the front of it and he can't get his feet up yeah. underneath it? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep, that's good. Yeah, you trim trim it down, move forward and trim that nose down and get get that – yeah, that bow down in the water definitely helps the efficiency of the motors and helps yeah. move, move it. Yep, sure. I, I was impressed with how fast the uh, SS127 went with it on it. Yeah, it's like five and a half mile an hour, almost six. Pretty good. Yep, that's a big boat good. too. Cool, man. Let's go back yes, up to sir. Brad here. What, what do you got for a second product? Be I Brad. I, I know. I said. I'm a shallow water fisherman, and I am, but I know when to go to that deep bite. So really fishing electronics, like side imaging and my panoptics, like the whole package, like being able to scout structure and then pick structure apart real time has mm -hmm. changed my deep water bite, especially targeting smallies up in the Wisconsin area. Dude, that panoptics looks sweet. It, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, it, it's just a tool, though. I mean... Yes. It's like everything else. You can't just catch the fish. Like you can see the fish. It almost makes things worse at times because you can see a school of fish and yeah. you can get so focused on them and they'll never bite. Like you should pick up and move, but you don't because you can see how they're interacting. Mm -hmm. But really where I really found where it helps is like boat control. Like say you're working a ledge and as you're moving forward and you like can turn the transducer left and right to see if it's falling away or falling towards you to like work a perfectly straight like level hmm. and then, or if you want to be a certain distance off a weed line, you can position yourself off and know because it's all real time and you don't have to be moving really. So you can position your boat a cast length away from a weed line. If you want to work a weed edge. Yeah. Does that thing like help you learn like fish behavior, how, how they act on ledges and stuff like that as well? I guess if you sat there long enough and watched, you could. But, I mean, if, if I'm throwing a lure at an, a fish and it's not being active, I've just kind of got to the point where it's like I need to move on because otherwise I could spend all day trying to catch this single fish. Yeah. Where it's really been cool, which I, which is hard to do. You get, the conditions have to be right to, like, really get it dialed in. But I've been able to actually watch my crankbaits out of cast and see exactly how deep a DT-10 with 17-pound of Braze X runs. Mm -hmm. And how, and like on a six, three reel, I'm like, I'm always had in the back of my head to run 10 feet. You got to crank it pretty quick. You got to kind of give her giddy up and go. I was so wrong. Like I was turning that thing way too fast. Like you can really slow roll like a DT 10 and it's going to run 10 feet. Like I didn't know that. Hmm. How would, like, how would you, how would you know in real time how deep your crankbait runs? Right. That's interesting, man. 
especially if you're trying to like pick us like if you're not trying to get all the way down and beat it against the rocks, if you're trying to stay slightly above or something along those lines, like I had no idea how deep it really was running. Yeah. That that stuff runs through my mind too. When I'm fishing, I'm like sitting here throwing a, like a crankbait like that four to six feet is what I throw most of the time. Cause I'm a shallow guy as well, but do they really run that shallow? <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't seem like they do. I don't know if it's me doing something wrong or what, but. I'm with you. Yeah, I learned that I I reel way too fast on crankbaits. I really I learned that pretty quick because when I got a DT ten on and it's running like 17 feet, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> we, we need to slow this bad boy down. That's crazy. Oh. Interesting. But yeah, and it's not even just pan optics. I mean, just side imaging in general. When you're out scouting mm-hmm. a new body of water and you find a rock pile. 50 70 feet off to your right or something along those lines and be able to spin back around and being like knowing how to utilize it so you can drop waypoints on that so you can go right back to where it is mm-hmm. just things like it just helps you break apart the lake so much faster oh yeah i agree i uh let's see it was this year yeah for, first year using side imaging man I, I i had like the gist of it but uh first year using it it ju- just being able to see like trees and stuff off the side, like 90 feet off to your left or whatever. It's just, it was crazy. And then to see how much of that trees underwater that you had no idea. Yeah. yeah. That and uh, all the, this stuff's becoming more affordable too. the, the older it gets. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time before they come out with something else that even more expensive that we got to buy. <laughs> I want the automatic fish catcher. <laughs> and you could like set a dial like only 17s and up you know right <laughs> it's just like a it's almost like the bank teller tube system you just throw it down sure. in the water <laughs> here comes a bass yeah. just lay it down on the board there you go yeah, i'm going just back like, to the old the, the round dip finder in the paper graph that's where i'm going <laughs> Take it back. changing out changing out that paper reel on the water that old that old blip that yeah, bleep, bleep. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go back. Running traditional back submarine sonar. He's submarine like, sonar. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Steve, yeah. drop a depth charges, man. Like, ping. Uh-huh. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. This is like ancient history or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go watch Hunt for the Red October. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Grasshopper. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that's funny. Big Worm. What? All right. What? Wow. Why, why is your name Big Worm? First off, I don't know. <laughs> you never seen Friday, bro? Yeah. Big Worm. Big Perm. Big Perm. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Big Worm. <laughs> He's probably not seen that either. Yeah. Whippersnappers. What are you? Gonna, what are you going to do? You know. Uh, I'm not a movie guy. Oh, Brad, you live a mm. sheltered life, my friend. Hey, man, I don't support Hollywood. They're bad people. Okay. <laughs> I'm just um, joking. I just don't watch movies. You know, it, like I was going to say electronics too. Brad beat me to the punch. But when I really think about it, like one of the key things I picked up last season um, that made a huge difference for me all around was uh, my kayak trailer setup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm rolling that Yakima Easy Rider. I got the rooftop tent, the rod box on there. And, uh, that's been huge, man. Like I've even taken the tent and the rod box off and hauled three kayaks, you know, like when we went down to Dale hollow, 
Um, but it, it's just been huge. Um, been great on gas mileage um, just because it's a lightweight trailer, independent uh, suspension. Um, the rooftop tent for, you know, camping out and when I'm going to events and things like that. Um, and then the rod box, not having to untangle my rods when I'm pulling them out of the back of my truck has just been a huge thing too. So, um, I would say that whole setup, you know, um, it was probably one of the best investments I had last season. Um, as far as like just ease of getting on and off the water, um, having a place to stay, um, keeping my gear organized and things like that. That trailer looks cool too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it rides well. Cause I, you know, follow, we, we go through them switchbacks and stuff in Dale hollow. Yeah. And then some of them bumpy roads and back roads. man, that thing would just, just flow, yep. man. It, you could tell it, it rode really well. It, it pulled well. Yeah, that's the big thing with it, you know. It's that uh, that independent suspension. You know, it's yeah. not a, like a solid axle trailer like you know most trailer companies are putting out, or you know guys are converting jet ski trailers and things like that. That's got a solid axle. And usually, when you're going down the road, that thing like hops and yeah. you know, bounces all over the place. Whereas the yeah. Easy Rider, with that the way that suspension is, man, it just it stays glued to the road and. Um, it just rides super smooth in it. And, you know, that makes a huge difference on your gas mileage too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. And then not only that, it's got the breakaway tongue. So storing it in the garage, if I need the extra room, I can fold the tongue back and things like that. Or, you know, at the campground, setting up the tent. If I'm going to be set up in one spot for a couple of days, I'll fold that back. So, you know, you're not tripping over it in the middle of the night when you're going to find a tree, you know, to relieve, you know, a few pops, so to speak. <laughs> I have tripped over it a couple of times. So that it definitely saved my shins. Yes, definitely. That that video that you and Jay made going over those setups, it's on Paddle and Finn's YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. uh that's her it just uh it just passed ten thousand views. Um <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. So it's been a hot, a hot one. And I, I know a lot of that has to do with the, the actual tents themselves because Jay's got a completely different tent. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's got a completely different trailer too. He's got a ride on right on trailer uh, kayak. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. And well, he's got the two tier. So he's got his tent up high. Mm. He's got rod tubes down the sides on the outside. And then his kayak fits, uh, just barely, you know, he's got the, uh, he's got the big rig right now. Um, and that just barely squeezes through there, um, which works, but he did some modifications to his trailer. He put wider tires and stuff like that on because that trailer is so top heavy now with the the rooftop tent up there, um, and the rod tubes. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Like if you guys are, um, out there listening like interested in a setup like that like jay's is like definitely the budget friendly end and mine's like a little bit more like higher end so to speak um but um they both definitely have pros and cons to them for sure Mm -hmm. for sure um you know jay's got a little bit more room in his tent versus mine um but mine sets up faster and drops down quicker you Mm -hmm. know um, things like that. And then, 
you know, going back to riding down the road, like Jay pulled my trailer going down to Dale Hollow and he's like, dude, do we lose the trailer? He kept looking at the <laughs> rear view mirror because he didn't feel it, you know, because yeah. he was so used to his just kind of bouncing around and kind of tugging on the back of the truck a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's probably one of one of my key key things from last season that's uh, just helped me off the water, so to speak, but helped me get to and from the water um, and be efficient with it. That's a good one. I mean, that tent was pretty nice when we were up in Sturgeon Bay. I mean, Chase Smalley's up there. I mean, we got some pretty gnarly weather that one night. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is um, – what is it? Every time I'm in Wisconsin, it like torrential downpour, <laughs> thunderstorms, and not something I'll say too. Like when we were up in Hayward this summer, when we were at Sturgeon Bay, like we had some pretty gnarly storms, and my tent didn't get wet at all, like completely dry. And I mean, it was windy, it was coming down, there was bolts of lightning. I was more worried about trees getting struck by lightning and falling on me when I was in my tent. Then I was water getting into it, you know. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, yeah, I slept right through all that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when you're, you know, staying in the Ritz Carlton. You know, I, think I couldn't hear it over my air conditioner, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> world's smallest that's violin funny. right here for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that independent suspension is probably what I like most about yep. the trailer, and I think. Josh, I think you were the one that told me that Mike uh, Grimsley said that you can actually upgrade any trailer to that, like pretty cheap, right? Um, it's not real cheap, actually. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's a fairly expensive setup, but the <clears throat> the benefits, like the Brian's talking about, far outweigh the cost. Like when Mike built Mike built his trailer, and it has independent suspension as well and i want to say it's a couple hundred bucks for each side um but dude that thing is the most overbuilt trailer like it's a it's it's rock solid he you know what i mean you can fit two hobies on the bottom and two hobies on top next to each other flat like it's huge um the downside of his trailer is it's super heavy so it's kind of hard to move around Mm. um brian's is still has the capability of being able yeah be able to move you know by yourself by hand like mike's you know you're lifting up off the ball of the you know off your hitch and you're like good lord dude this thing weighs a ton but it's it it does uh, his his even as being as heavy as it is with the independent suspension dude it's you can't tell it's back there you know um the benefit i see with like a wider trailer like mike's um now, Brian probably doesn't have this issue because he's got so much accessories on his, but like, say like mine, my Malone is narrow and I can't see it behind me. Yeah. So as I'm backing up, like if it starts to, you know, go off center, I, it's, a lot of times I don't see it till it's kind of too late. Um, so like with Mike's trailer being as big and wide and having like the little lights up in the corner, you can see that thing in the dark. You can see it like, it's, it's extended past the sides of your truck. It's, you know, obnoxiously big, but it sucks for drive throughs Like, if you got to get Taco Bell, you're like, ah. Oh. It it's about like mine. <laughs> yeah. But it does make a huge difference, man. And, yeah, you can go. You can upgrade any trailer with those um, the systems. I don't know what they're called. Like, I don't know the name brand. 
Mike would probably know that, but um, maybe I, it, Mike, if you listen to this comment where you get those, um, that independent suspension setups are pretty sweet. So the only reason I ask is because I'm interested in doing it to mine eventually. Cause I think it'd be, it'd be a good, good idea. Yeah. I think I might be interested in doing mine. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I think they have different levels of like, they have like a lighter duty, mid duty and heavy yeah. duty kind of, I yeah. think they even have like an off-road like style that overland style yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you could probably put like 33s on your trailer or whatever Whoa. <laughs> um, when, I was looking at, when i was looking at building an off like an overland style off-road rig i know it was timberin made axilless suspension yeah so i know that's one manufacturer out there yeah yeah so, i mean the the year before i was pulling um i was pulling them alone and that, and I had the blue sky on that thing, man. And that thing would just bounce all over the place. Super light trailer, but it just, it just, it wouldn't stay light the road. You know what I mean? It's too and, light, almost. So, um, you know, my Easy Rider is probably a little bit more in weight, but it's it's not that much more. But it's got a wider stance and a lower center center of gravity, mm-hmm. and and then that independent suspension, man. It's uh, it's just killer. It's just killer. Yeah. Cool, man. Let's go over to Josh. You got your second one. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to say my second favorite product I've gotten is going to be the Kilroy HD. Um, you love that boat, man. I do, dude. Like, it was kind of, I liked the way it paddled. Um, it was faster than my HD, um, and it still turns just as good, in my opinion. Um, but dude, be, be able to drop that second seat, dude, and take my kids out was like, dude, it was awesome, man. Like I had one of my favorite, you know, weekends of the year was when I went with Ricketts and we took our kids out, dude. And my little boy had the time of his life, man. And, and the cool thing was, is that he was comfortable. Like if he wanted to, he sat on, t- you know, the front, uh, part of the kayak. Um, and it's got that, you know, C deck style matting on the front. He just sat there dangling his legs out. And if he got tired of sitting there, he could jump back and i had bought like uh justin's extra kusa seat got two yak attack tie downs and put it into gear tracks and strapped the seat down it was just as good man and it you know it made it comfortable for him and you know i still had plenty of room for me to be able to fish and you know it's i love that kayak man it's awesome it's a fun kayak so super super stable i mean it's 36 inches wide and then you put on the fact that it's a hybrid sit-in and it's even more stable because your feet in a sense are, you know, are sort of below the, you know, the water line. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's roomy, it's comfortable. Um, it paddles great. It paddles great. Like, yeah, it's, it's a nice kayak to paddle. So, yes. Um, you know, and the, the thing, the thing I loved about it was the gear tracks all over it and all the way down the center of it. And the thing that really kind of, even if I didn't have a seat for the kids in it, um, and I think they do this with the U-Pick. This is actually, I really like the Mayfly. I've wanted to try that kayak out. Um, it's got like the best of both worlds. I love how low profile it is. I think it'd be awesome in the wind, but the thing that is holding me back is the gear track that is in the floor is raised up above the deck and the Kilroy's is sent. It's set below the deck. Yes. And I wanted the kids to be able to sit down without having like that rail, like being uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Sure. And um, so that was kind of why I keep sticking with the Killer HD in case in case I don't have the seat and they want to go or, you know, if I decide to take the seat out. Because half the time now at this point, like with Zachary, he's starting to turn into like a little water bug and he wants to jump out of the kayak and he's really not spending that much time in a seat. So I'm like, should I even bring it anymore? So if he wants to sit down in the boat, at least he's sitting down on the deck and he's not got to – yeah, you know, gear track stabbing in the butt the whole time. So get him a kayak cushion. <laughs> yeah, could do that too. But I mean, even dude, even with that 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 stuff, you could still tell it's there because I tried to do it with um with Colin and my uh, my Coos HD, and you could tell it like after some time he'd start kind of moving around like you know like you can tell from the uh, the flooring of the you know the deck of the kayak that it was kind of starting to bother him a little bit. Yeah, but. Yeah, dude, I love that thing. Um, just the fact that I could turn it into a tandem so easily. So, um, this is a cool boat, man. It's uh super stable. It's um like dude and I both have agreed on. It's it's a really really fun boat to paddle. So, sweet, yes, cool man, cool man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> That's sweet. But, well, we, yeah. we we hit everybody, man. All right. So I guess we'll wrap it up. Right, Brad? Does that sound yeah. good? Sounds good to me. Right. Everybody, thanks for listening again to the final cast. Um, yeah, it's always been fun. We'll see you next week. Woo-hoo. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.